right and wrong. In Iraq and need a check? Make one call. That's all. 602-977-1900. And always at learnerandrow.com. Now here's Mike Morocco, Dan Minucci, and Sean Crespin. You made it to Friday. Hello. We're out here right to you. Hello, Rock. Hello, Crespin. How are we doing, Rock? Crespin? Fine. Alex? All good in the hood? Had a bad dream last night, Manooch. Tell me about it. What happened? You just drive me nuts, Manooch. Again? It was about yeah, him? Yeah. You dream about Manooch? Wow. Yeah, well, when you're around him for, for 16 years straight, the longest relationship I've ever been in, you know, those things pop up. And um, You wake up in cold sweats and everything. Yeah, I had the chills. <laughs> I had the chills. Had to, had to go to the restroom for some reason. And I was nauseous. Oh, my goodness. Just couldn't sleep. You know, I'm watching the replays of... Uh, of all the post-game shows mm-hmm. on Fox Sports uh, Arizona or Bally's Network, whatever it's yes, called now. Yeah. yeah, you watch the post-Coyotes, uh, the post-Suns, uh, and, you know, I had finished watching the you know, <laughs> ASU win over Cal. And, you know, so I don't know what it was. but it's, <laughs> Something. it's not very often where all three teams win on a given oh night. Oh, gosh, it was So great. I just thought of you just, you know, I, I think I, I fast-forwarded to, to this show already being played out for today yeah. with you trying to tell me that you saw all three games. I did. And I know you didn't. I did. So I, I did. I, yes, I, did. I, I asked my it. wife. I went How in do there. you watch all you three can't. games? You can't. There's no way physically well, you can not, do okay, it. I do. Jay, this is where he okay. – This is the dream's coming, okay, right? This I, is all coming okay. to life now, now. I saw – I was going back and forth See? with the Suns. You, 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 you embellish well, more than anybody I know. Now, I did watch the replay. I watched the Coyotes. Uh, second period on, and then when it came so you on missed again, the first period. Missed the first period. So but you I didn't did, watch all But of it. I did watch the replay last night that was on until about one fifteen, one thirty. So I saw yep. the entire game uh, again. I watched just about all yeah, the games. Did you Devils. watch it twice? Uh, yeah, I did. Pretty much. I was in my office. You're so full. No, I did. Asked my wife. She's like, what were you doing? I said, like your wife was sitting there watching you and what you were watching? No, no, I was back in my office. She was out in the she front. She has no idea what you're watching. Yeah, she did. I told her. So I got here watching the watching the Suns. I'm watching the Devils. I'm watching the Devils win. And then uh, I'm watching the, the Coyotes and watch them all over again. We got a bowl of potato chips. About eleven o'clock. How are those ba- potato chips? That was very rude of Manute. It really by the is. Way. What's up? Well, you know, Chris and I really are, are, are on the second, going into our third oh, week of oh, our diet. Uh, I most- just went. I lost. I'm down twelve pounds. Yeah, so I'm for you excited. guys. You, I think at Christmas down twelve. Yeah, woke I mean, up this morning is down another pound and a half. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the, but we don't get to eat potato chips well, right now. They we will dry. be able to. They were the real dry fiesta, you know, party chips. We trying to make it no feel better? salsa. Add no salsa. So wait, say these chips. potato chips are they're called fiesta potato chips? Yeah, they're uh, it's yeah by I believe it's by uh, fiesta potato chips. Yeah, that's yeah, it's the name of the brand of potato chips. Yeah, it's it's a uh, like it's literally a, potato sorry, chips. It's a Tostito chip. So it's tortilla. Uh, it's, it's, it's a tortilla. Big difference. Yeah. You don't think people chip. listening to us on a daily basis don't think you embellish? I did avoid the Lay's potato chips because I didn't want anything salty or anything with a lot well, of stuff. You don't eat three on. bowls. You don't eat well, three bowls. And I probably would have. Just can't eat one of those. Oh, you can't. You can't. It was, but uh, yeah, I watched all three. Absolutely, I watched all three. I was back there doing scheduling. Doing what stuff is back show. there? Are you like in this little dungeon, this little cave that your wife no, puts in? We, we she can... lets you out during the when the light, well, when the sun out, when the sun's out. When I hit the light three or four times, it's a signal. That I, you know, can I come out now? That type of thing. You know, just basically, I'm in there. So it's true. She does own you. No, she doesn't. Well, you it. just said you just light. What are you I talking mean, about then? Being facetious. Oh, we, you're making up another story. We convert.
converted a uh, a bedroom into an office when we moved in. So one of those bedrooms we have, it's got uh, it's got a closet which has got all my clothes. It's going to be a long story. No, it's not. Just an office and my window. Pretty much where we live, I can see Camelback Mountain from my window in my office. So it's, I got a great Camelback view. Mountain. You live yeah. on like you live down in freaking Baseline. Yeah, I live on Thirty Second Street Baseline. And the way our lot faces, it faces north. And that particular <laughs> office, that bedroom, yeah, I can, I can see the Grand see Canyon too from living in North Scottsdale. The last house uh, on our block is here, so I see I've got an opening. Great lot where I can. By see the way, Camelback Mountain. For those of you who were listening yesterday, Minuch thinks that Michigan is part of the Northeast. So whatever comes out of his mouth anymore, it when it comes to ge- geography, it's not even close. He says that's I, I, how I view it. That's how I view it. That's how I, it's it's east. So to your son and daughter would view it that way too. You taught your kids that uh, they would Michigan probably is say Michigan is, uh, is east is in the is back east really versus back to north. Can we call Landon right now? Let's, he probably let's would, call him. He, I would love to put him on the spot. He'd probably say east. I'd say northeast. I just think it's just northeast of Phoenix, Arizona. That's why I kind of you know, think of the whole thing. Uh, let's uh, move on. Please. What's trending Please. right now? What's trending now on Rock and Manooch with Crespin? Great lot. Manooch can break it all down. He watched it uh, as Bridges, <laughs> Miguel Bridges, scored 20 points as the Suns cruise past the Warriors, 114-93. Game was played here in Phoenix. Uh, it was a back-to-back for both teams. Golden State had a game the night before in San Francisco, our time difference, you know, it was obvious that the Suns came out to play, and we're a little little hungrier, I think, than Golden State they woke was. up by Monty a little More bit urgent. in that post-game press conference the other More. night. But seven, not, it's not just Mikel Bridges who was tremendous, but these seven players in double figures. You know, we, we talked about, you know, one of the things I kept saying, the reason why I, this team is different from this year opposed to last year, the veteran leadership, but also how deep it is. Seven players in double digits last night is, is, a, is a good sign for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, hopefully... No, no word yet. Hopefully, you'll get Booker back for the road trip. Back-to-back games against the Dallas Mavericks coming up this weekend. You the finish it up with the Pelicans, who are playing decent basketball. So, uh, good win for the Phoenix Suns. It almost felt like, and I hate this term. So, how, how, can I come up with a different one? It's not a must-win. It was a desperate that, win. That was a that was a very big win for the Phoenix Suns, sure. just to kind of stop the bleeding last night. So, uh, good good team win. Seven players in double digits. That's big. Another team in our backyard that also needed it to win oh. desperately, and that was the Coyotes. Why don't you tell us about the game? You uh, saw it twice. Great Coyotes game, and and you'll take goals any way you can get them. So funny, Crescent, because he finally watched the game. <laughs> so now he's giving he's, yeah. he's all prepped. Yeah, all prepped. So watching this time. Watching the game. Tristan, Fish, Tristan Fisher off, will be joining us. One so off I, of, I look uh, forward to you uh, interviewing him. One off breaking of breaking down. Yeah, of, excuse me. One off of uh, a, a foot of uh, of Anaheim, off of a stick, and a then, foot uh, or a stick. Yeah, well, the one was the one goal. The first goal was off the foot, yeah, and, and the second one was off the stick of the Anaheim uh, player. So it was interesting to see you take the, the goal. Ducks. But give me something that I didn't see. So, for instance, I was working the Sun Devil game last night. I'll be transparent. I didn't watch the game from start to finish. Watch the highlights. So give me something that they I missed. Didn't they missed a lot of shots. A lot of shots right in front of the net. Uh, Phil Kessel missed a couple. Point blank shots. I think that the way that they played frenetically, I think that they played very uh, fast in a frenetic, frenetic. Find that is that is that, is fast, that football? Fast, quick, quick good okay. tempo, urgent yeah. tempo. You saw a different game. A lot of physicality. Okay. Yep. Connor Garland got smoked. He did in the very first uh, period of play, and it came back. I just thought that they stayed the course, mm-hmm. kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. Eventually, yep. take a go. Any way you can get him, man. Coach Taka told us on Wednesday. 
that after practice they tend to play better, and they did. They had a practice on Wednesday afternoon. They played last night. They got the W. Uh, Darcy Kemper only had to stop 16 or 14. Well, he stopped. He stopped. Uh, 14 shots. He let two in, uh, but only 16. You think about it. Most games, he's he's in that 28 to 30 range, and uh, he was, you know, <coughs> excuse me. He he uh, couldn't get in any momentum because these goalies sure. they they need shots at him all the time. If you're just sitting back, but hey, I give credit to to the defense uh, the, the, to the defense who literally. Was the reason for that? Yeah, and he give Kemper a break one day in that third period. Late, he stopped a couple of just uh, outstanding plays at a breakaway that he stopped on one uh, great save. I I just think that when you this look is good, Manuch. Absolutely, I love. So you finally watched the Coyote game from I've, start I've, to finish. Well, it's been a while, man. Yeah, it's about been a couple of years, three weeks. Uh, <laughs> over the holidays, I watched one start to finish. I did see that, but I just did. You know, I looked at hey, there's there's the commonality. Always of all, a chance. Always three games. That's right. I'm coming on. Is the Devils and watching them, even though it's an ugly game, is their frenetic pace, their urgency. I, the I was Suns concerned urgency. though, because you know we we had a conversation yesterday about the Suns not being able to close games, and you can make a case that there's been a couple games this year with the Sun Devils, Devils where they the have way. not been able to do the same. Same way. Last night, you know, I'm, I'm watching and I'm like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go, sure. and sure enough, uh, they were able to win this game by four points. But the, you know, could easily if. if if they could have made the uh, what's the uh, the uh, the guard who kept missing the free throws at the end, if he would have oh. made more free throws, it could have been a, it could have been a different inning. Bradley, You're talking yeah. about for calories, for calories, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It was Bradley. Bradley. Yeah. He's a tremendous free throw shooter too. I mean, I right? know he's one of the best in the, yeah. in the, in the you know Remy in Martin. The league. Remy Martin missed a couple late, which is uncharacteristic of he's him as well. He's one of the top guys in the pack. Yeah, he was only seven for eleven last night. But I'll give you the number. So refreshing what's last that? night for that game to be on FS1. Yes, it was very good. Kevin Burkhart's one of the best play-by-play guys in the business, you know. And then Casey Jacobson, <laughs> very good. So job. much better than Bill Malton. Oh my oh god. god! It was night and day. It, it was, really was. I was enjoying to watch. I was like, this is now. This is. This is I, fun. I enjoy this. Yeah. Here, here's what I didn't enjoy last night. Cal, not a good rebounding team. The final numbers on the night: forty-three to twenty-nine. They out-rebounded you last night. That is a. That is the biggest issue with the Sun Devils. The offensive if, if boards. Not, yes, offensive, offensive boards. boards. Uh, 15 of them out-rebounded offensively, 15-5. to five. Uh, But second-chance points, so give the Devils credit here. We have a team that has 15 offensive rebounds. You only gave up 13 second-chance points last night. That's, you know, you're still hustling. You just got to find a way to put a body in a body. You know, it, it, this team is undersized. They're going to have to rebound by committee. Uh, and when they don't, they get destroyed on the glass. And that was a big issue last night. They're, put it this way. Cal missed a lot of open looks. They only sure they only shot thirty nine percent last night. It's not like that. Listen, you you take a win anytime you can get it when you haven't won for nearly fifty days, and that's the case. That's the case of the Sun Devils. But the Cal Cal Golden Bears shot thirty nine percent last night and missed a lot of open looks. Devils still got some work to do. Hey, we're gonna tell you next how you could win a three hundred dollar gift card from Mastro's Steakhouse and a bunch of cool swag from Legacy Sports. Park, which is opening in January of next year. That's all next. Plus, we'll dive more into some of these games and uh, this ridiculous talk throughout our city right now in regards to Sean Watson and making a play to get him in a Cardinals uniform. That's next. It's the most anticipated matchup of the year, and now the big game can mean big money for you. Check out Fox Sports defensive team. Uh, we got to find our rhythm on offense. We done had different guys in and out the uh, 
the lineup. Uh, we without book right now, but you know it's a process, and we're gonna keep building, and we're gonna find it. CP3 after last night's game. Yeah, to be happy. Well, I think he's happy they got a win. Well, that's what I'm saying. But the way they played the night before, I mean, geez, I think he would have liked to have won that game. I think you got Golden State where you wanted them. You're at home after a back to back. You also had a back to back, but you know when you got a two and a half hour flight from the Bay, and they probably didn't get on the plane until one or two, and you know get to Phoenix, you know it's four or five o'clock, and then you got to get ready to play for a game that night. Take advantage of it. That's when you take advantage. How about Frank the Tank last night, though? Huh? Kaminsky, man, points. So funny, he's still around. Still playing. I think he had a couple threes, you know, a decent shot. I think he's Nader. One of those guys, he's like a, he's like a captain. You know, he yeah. just, he'll be around 10, 12, 15 years. You know, <laughs> he's serviceable. Just hanging around, filling in some minutes here and there. He's a, he's a jag. Yeah. Well, he's just a guy, but makes you know has a role on everywhere. Yeah, goes. Yeah. yeah, everybody's got that guy. Yeah. You know, uh, I used to think of Mark Ivoroni. Oh, Ivoroni. great one. When I was a Sixers fan yes. many, many years ago, and that, that he was he Big, played that role. Tall, long, yeah. kind of a, a bruiser a little bit. But. Uh, we, we have a contest going on, and uh, how it works is when you hear the sounder, be the fifth caller at 602-260-9190. We do it every hour, and you give us the name of the team you think is going to win the big game. You have two choices. <laughs> That's it. Kansas City or Tampa Bay. And then give us a total score. And if you get it right, we're going to hook you up with a $300 gift card from Mastros and a swag bag from Legacy Sports uh, Park in Mesa, which is opening in January. So that is is coming up uh, here in just a moment. I'm sure we're going to do it as we uh, get ready to talk some Kansas City football with The Voice from The Wolf, WDAF 106.5, The Voice, I should say the the home of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch uh, Holthus. Mm -hmm. Will join us. Mitch is uh, a friend of Minuch's, allegedly. Well, no, no. Days at Kansas State. The way Minuch put it yesterday after you left here at Right Toyota Rock, we were talking about today's show. He's a fan of Minuch's. Absolutely right. Dang Skippy. <laughs> they were all fans of me when I was on that football field at Kansas State. I don't know if I'm buying it. Up, up there in the stands, watches. Mr. Recollects- Embellish, there's no way yeah. I'm buying it. Yeah. He's a fan of Minuch's, apparently. Yeah. Well, he's, I'm he's, a fan too, Minuch. Apparently, yeah. they were on the phone talking about the old days, and, and he was he was telling Minuch how he remembers being in the stands for some of the plays. Like he remembers it more Running than. Running out of bounds? I remember news more he than remembers I you, do. He remembers you running? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I did a lot of that too. Got beat up too. That's so what, can't that's wait the... to ask him that. Some Mitch, uh, yeah, last here. year during the Super Bowl week, we uh, we got a hold of Mitch. And Mitch uh, went down the road, some Kansas State stories, you know, talking about some of my receivers. I mean, he tells more, he, he probably remembers more than I do as far as uh, guys like Eugene Goodlow and Charlie Green, what have you, because he and Craig Bowlerjack, some of the fine broadcasters in broadcasting school coming out of. Kansas State. Craig Bullerjack does the uh, Utah Utah Jazz, part of the CBS broadcast as well, too. So today, uh, the Houston uh, Texans introduced their new general manager, new head coach. As uh, Nick Casario said, quote, he has zero interest in trading Deshaun Watson. Which, no surprise. What's he going to say? You <laughs> what know, are you do there? Well, by but, the way, uh, yeah. we do have Deshaun on the well, block. He, We're trying to get the best draft choices and trades that we and can. It, and it sounds like the top destinations for him are the New York Jets um, or the Miami Dolphins. Those two have been rumored as, as two places that he, he would go to if, if that's where he wants to go or if they can make a deal work. So the, the quote from Nick Casario to, uh, today, um, 
opened the press conference without even taking questions. Before they they even took questions, says, quote, organizationally just want to reiterate our commitment to Deshaun Watson. He's had a great impact on this organization, a great impact on a lot of people, a great impact on this team, and we look forward for the opportunity to spend more time with him here this spring once we get started. And as Rock said, he said, and we have zero interest in trading the player. We have a we the have player. A, yeah, we have a great plan. The player, not Deshaun. We have a great plan. We have a great vision for him and for this team. Uh, further, further within the press conference, when you uh, got to to discuss the uh, the situation with David Coley, he said, "quote He's the quarterback of the Houston Texans, and that's all that I was concerned about." Said he took the job knowing that Deshaun Watson would be the head coach or the uh, the starting quarterback of the Houston Texans. I got news for you, David Coley. Two weeks ago, I thought the same thing. Yes, we all. Uh, we're starting to feel a little bit differently as this thing goes on. Um, Do you think it's true that there's been some rumors, some talk? Of course. You can't believe everything you read. Let's just be honest. Absolutely can't. Yeah. And if it's true that Cal McNair, the owner of the Texans, said that, okay, Deshaun Watson will be part of the process in regards to hiring a GM and hiring a head coach, and then it's reported that none of that happened. Well, Do you believe that? Well, well no, no, you can you can throw that out the window right away because they did interview they did interview Eric Bieniemy and we do know for a fact that that was one of the guys that Sean Watson wanted to wanted to have interviewed. Here's the thing: no quarterback, no player on any team should be making organizational decisions. Should they be involved in it? I'd Absolutely. Agree with that. Hey, Deshaun, what are your thoughts? What are you, what is your vision of where we're headed here? Absolutely. What kind of coach you yes, want? Yeah. But that doesn't mean I have to go hire the exact person that you that you, you, exactly. that you told me to. Or overall, I'm the GM. Or I'm the owner. No player should be should be making the organizational decisions to that magnitude. Be involved. I mean, you just signed him in September to a hundred and fifty some odd million dollar contract, locked him in until twenty twenty five. He should be involved. You all should be on the same page. But no quarterback. I don't care if it's Patrick Mahomes should be making a or, or Tom Brady. They shouldn't be making uh, organizational Tom decisions. Tom Brady's an exception. Yeah, well, I think no, no, Antonio Brown. Not, Brady. Not even Tom. I think Antonio go. Brown is in Tampa Bay because of Tom Brady. I think, I think Gronk is. That's in not an Tampa organizational Bay. decision. That's that's a personnel type decision, but it's not a GM. It's not a head coach. It's not a. Well, those, those are larger decisions than yeah, a wide receiver down the depth okay, chart. But I'm, I'm just saying that a, a Tom Brady had his input to say we'd love to see his input on. Input. Uh, yeah, yeah, input. yeah, I would say hey, that. I would love to. Hire, I'd love to see this running back right. on. The only team. thing the only I can think of is that what they must have said to him allegedly is that hey, we want as far as all that being involved would have. There must have been some other things promised him. That must have rubbed him the wrong way. That's the only thing I can think of. But to your point, Sean, yeah. I mean, you want to give your input. What do you think about what's the kind of coach you're looking for? What kind of offense would you like to look at the next couple of years? And then for something rubbed him wrong in some way that was said to him that wasn't, it was either promised or said to him that he just, yeah. well, you didn't it follow up wrong. with me. Right. But so we're not going to know. Yeah. I mean, at some point, I look at this and go, okay, if this is irreconcilable differences and you're headed for a divorce and you can't work it out. Then you move on. You try to do it quickly. But what assets are you going to get in return? And, They're just and, not going to give them away. And there's there's maybe 28 cities today, sports talk shows in 28 cities, maybe 27 cities, are having this conversation about Deshaun Watson. Sure. I mean, Would it be nice to have him on their team? It all got started with Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, a couple guys in <laughs> Cleveland saying, hey, and, and Baker made a mistake, I think, in my opinion, you know, responded to it on Twitter, uh, which you should just kind of just, just keep ignore away that from stuff, it. Baker. And so Jeez. here we are, you know, in our market, you know, all these scenarios and this ridiculous conversation about the, the Cardinals, you know, maybe 
you know, kicking the tires with Houston to see if they'd want to work a deal for Deshaun Watson. Personally, I'd trade him in a heartbeat. Kyler Murray, go. See you. Take the, if, uh, take the better quarterback all could. day long. I agree with that. But, if but I think can. it's kind of ridiculous. You know, we're just being talk show hosts. But I think it's kind of ridiculous. <clears throat> but what's interesting is it's hit a nerve in the city. If you're listening to some of this, this banter going back with some fans and you're seeing it on social media, all these Kyler Murray lovers, these Kyler Murray, he's gonna, he's the MVP. Oh yeah, Deshaun Watson, let's take him. Yeah, go ahead, trade, trade Kyler Murray, send him back to Texas where he, you know, he, he's a, he's a superstar. How soon they forget? And, 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 yeah, exactly. How soon they forget? And, and, and Kyler Murray, as we know, does not like take losing very well. He's he mopes, you know, when he loses and this and that. This kid. It could get in his head if this organization or, or this fan base wants wants him out. I think, which they, I think is crazy. I, I think it is too. I think you know, you look at it. You know, number one, there's the wishing well for folks that wanna would love to have. Then there's reality reality well that goes. Okay, what would you what would you give up? Then so if you brought him on the experiment that you brought, you hired Steve Keim for that coach that's never coached in pro ball, that's got an offense that's very suspected best. Then you bring a undersized quarterback that can that can play very well or play very bad. So what are you going to give up on on it? You're going to so you've got this brand new restaurant you're opening, you're marketing. Here's the here's the the uh, the menu. We're going to really push this all of a sudden. Well, wait a second. Uh, we got another chef. There's, there's nothing wrong. There's in. nothing wrong with doing going about face. The only reason Kyler Murray is here is because the Arizona Cardinals win it by a complete about face. That's they, what they, I said. They, they, they just traded up for Josh Rosen, and then they move on to get Kyler Murray. That's what Murray. I said. Kyle right. put his neck out there because of all the minutiae to make this happen now. Right. I'm not sure 100 percent where you were headed there. Yeah, but I, didn't I'll, I'll, I wasn't I'll, with you, but we'll I'll, get back well, to let, it. Let me, let me clarify that. I, I think what I'm saying is that you you go down a road, you market, you market, you build, you build, and all of a sudden you stop in the middle, and you say, well, this isn't working. You only gave it two years, but you put your neck out the line for a guy that's never coached, and for a kid that's a rookie, that runs more than he throws. Yeah, we understand. So are you saying... You're saying you're saying that's why you wouldn't do just so you wouldn't so you wouldn't do it no I'm no confused. I would do it. I'm just saying what I'm saying is that that's the reason why if they did do it it'd be an embarrassment on Steve Kine I would have no. got to Sean Watson it, it would be a, it would be an embarrassment because of everything back. else that would go away here's what people have to understand you, the only thing you have going for you right now is you have a franchise quarterback on a rookie deal even with a franchise quarterback on a rookie deal you are not going to be able to bring back. The majority of your own free agents, let alone look elsewhere. And your roster, talent-wise, isn't to a level to compete yet. Not to mention, if you bring on a $40 million yeah. contract... See, that's reality. Forget about signing... You, I didn't hear you getting there. Forget about Chandler Jones being signed next year. Forget about Patrick Peterson this year. Forget about Hassan Reddick this year. You're letting all that go out the window. Because right now, you have a quarterback on a team-friendly deal and can't sign those guys. What do you think is going to happen when you bring in a Deshaun Watson with $40 million, that, that contract extension I just mentioned to you guys a few minutes ago? So would you make the deal if it was just no money involved and it's just Deshaun Watson for Kyler Murray oh, in a sure, heartbeat? Sure. I just think can salary you, cap stuff, they're, you, they're, they're you smarter people than we are. You can't. That'll yeah. figure it out. You can't. Well, Have can, you heard of a deal out there that didn't happen because of salary cap? Yes. Very rarely here's that how, happens. Here's how you figure it out. You figure it out by allowing other players to go. Yeah. The, the other players you're going to have to allow to go are going to be the Chandler Joneses and so forth. You just, you made, listen, you made your bed when you signed Buddha to the extension you signed him to and the extension you signed uh, DeAndre Hopkins to. And the only reason you did that is because of the team-friendly deal with the franchise quarterback. If all of a sudden you have a paid franchise quarterback $40 million a year, you can't afford 
to make to, to continue to play to pay those contracts, which means Chandler the Jones is gone. The minutiae doesn't add up. Exactly, it can't happen. Yeah. Just forget about it. Yeah. The voice of the Chiefs is next. It's Rocket Minute with Crespin, Fox Sports Night. <laughs> This is what's trending on Fox Sports 910, Phoenix. The Coyotes have a break after their win over Anaheim last night. They will head out on a six-game road trip, starting with the St. Louis Blue. Darrell Williams in at running back. They're going to fake the a shovel inside to Kelsey, and he leaps and dives. Touchdown, Kansas City. A wrinkle, a new wrinkle to Kelsey. Zeus. Drinks from the sweet nectar of the end zone on a shovel pass. And the Chiefs have their biggest lead of the game. Ah, oh, that's a great pipe. Chiefs radio play-by-play voice on 106.5 WDAF-FM. The Wolf, Mitch Holthus, former great Kansas State Wildcat, now joining us here on the right show to guest line. Mitch, it's Manooch alongside Crespin and alongside Rock. How are we doing back there in Kansas City? Well, as I was listening to that play-by-play highlight, it was in like, it was back in front of my face, uh, and then it was this, you immediately went to the 75-yard post pass for a touchdown from you to Eugene Goodlow against Nebraska Memorial Stadium. Come uh, on. What fans need to know, now what's your fans and your co-hosts and all your Thank people you, need Mitch. to know, you, you were Mahomes before Mahomes. Thank you, sir. Please. I appreciate come on, Mitch. That, this Matt. is Rock. Him now, and I, you've been now. on before, Mitch. Come on. <laughs> Is this, now, I, is I've been 16 though. years with him. 16 years. He's he like two years ago. He was trying to tell us that he has the same skill set as Aaron Rodgers. Come on, Mitch, break it down for him, big yeah. fella. No. Here's the deal. He's the, he was Mahomes before Mahomes, but it's Ralph Mahomes who's got the dippy little got there. That's oh, more man. like Aaron it. Rodgers has got. He is Aaron Rodgers, the guy that's got the uh, he's got the uh, convenience store down in the Gallup. <laughs> Uh, oh, Mitch! Always, always great to catch up with you. Uh, you, you look at this Chiefs, this Chiefs team. I mean, they found another gear. I, I think I broke down fifteen different offenses that they run. I even went back to the Veer option that you were running back there at Shawnee Mission South back in in, in your day. Uh, what offenses are they not running these days? They run the and they run the single wing. They ran a yes. single wing play in the Super Bowl, and they ran it again this year. That whole Spinner Rose Bowl parade, yes. single wing play. And it's the single-wing blocking concepts of Michigan in 1949, where they'll spread you. That, that play you just ran was a shovel pass to Kelsey that they hadn't ever shown. They blocked it totally different. They lined it up totally different. Guys, it's, it's amazing. So I've done Andy's teams now for eight years, and I love to watch video. I dive in, love football. I cannot tell you, and this is not hyperbole, I can't tell you based on down and distance or personnel or formation what they're going to run. Mm. They're they're amazing in that regard. Just the depth of this offense, and you're right. I mean, we joke about it, but they're doing everything that you can think of in a football formation. I mean, they'll run three back in the backfield. I mean, it's amazing what they can do and the, how they execute it. Mitch, uh, how this is Rock? How different is this Sorry. Friday going? Uh, you know, a week before uh, you know Super Bowl week from last year. You know, when it comes to requests and it, because obviously what's going on with the pandemic and everything else, uh, it's got to be quite different than last year. Yeah, it's very different. This whole year has been. It's only my twenty seventh year in the league, so I'm just getting started. <laughs> yeah, no year like this year. You're and such I'm a rookie, guys, Mitch. You're such a rookie. My goodness. I'm just a rookie. Yeah, I'm yeah. a one. I'm trying to just make the squad. Let's back up the truck a second. Hear the BB for the backup of the truck. This Chiefs team 
Uh, and in fact, if somebody wants to find it, I did a podcast with Sean Barber who used to play for us. Uh, I do one every week, but we did one, oh man, about mid-season that I said three divisions. The Chiefs have to win three divisions this year. The first and the obvious is you always have to win your division. They've won the AFC West now five years in a row. The second was trying to get the lone buy available in the AFC. They got that done. But the third was the COVID division. You know, I think of a college team like Northwestern where Pat Fitzgerald had zero positive COVID cases. And he wins the Big Ten West and wins the Outback Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs haven't been perfect, but they have been close to perfect in the National Football League. We have seen uh, the COVID situation wreck teams from high school all the way up to the NFL. And, yes, it threw teams off the grid. And we we know who they are. But the Chiefs stayed right on it. This is a very unique team in that they've been very purposed. They've been hyper-focused now for two years. But this year they had to be hyper-disciplined. And they have done that, and it's a big reason why they're in Super Bowl 55. Mitch, would the uh, would, would the one concern going into Super Bowl 55 be that offensive line now without both tackles? Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm reading articles saying that the only position that is the same as week one is at the center spot, and that's uh, that, that's the uh, everything else has been rotated around or is now missing off that offensive line. Would that be the one, one spot of concern entering Super Bowl 55? Yeah, I think that's the lead paragraph if you look at it from the Chiefs' perspective, particularly when you look at the front seven of the Buccaneers and yeah. how uh, good they are. I mean, they wrecked Green Bay's game plan uh, because Jason Pierre-Paul's playing at a high level. Uh, and Donovan Sue's a veteran. Golston's really good. He's wrecked us twice. And then you look at the linebacker core, and they can all come after the quarterback. Zach Barrett, I think, is the most underrated player probably in the NFL. You look at what he's done now two years in a row – we faced him in the division when he was a Bronco, and he was really good then, and he's really good now. So, yes, to your point, however, however, uh, even Ryder was down for three weeks, uh, and Kilgore had to play for us and did a great job. But there's a couple things here. This is it now. Again, you have to trust Andy Reid and his protection schemes and putting together a game plan. You don't have to deal with this for two months. Now, you're on the biggest stage, but you're playing basically ten possessions, 70 to 75 plays, and you're playing 60-game minutes. That's how you have to approach it. And I trust Andy Reid to put together protections. And with this quarterback, he's got the ability to improvise like no other in the league right now. And Remmers has actually done a really good job for us at both right or left tackle. And Wiley might be better at right tackle than he is at right guard. So this is, again, that goes back to the preparation in Minucha's question. The depth of the preparation goes beyond just formation and scheme. This goes into preparing individual players to do multiple jobs because the whole next man up, we can hear U of A or ASU talk about it or Northern Arizona. Every coach says it, but to live it and prepare for it in reality, I've seen Andy now do it for eight seasons. He's Mitch Holthus. He's the KC Chiefs radio play-by-play voice with Rock. We need to Crespin here on the right toe to go side. Mitch, you know, Sean brought this up yesterday. Crespin, you, know, you guys are just a D4 lineman off size for being your third consecutive uh, uh, Super Bowl. And I kind of thought it, forgot about that. And I was going, there was an interception after that before. And Sean said, I was interception that play, which you guys get it, and you close the deal. Um, where is that model of consistency year in and year out coming from? Is that Andy Reid? Is that personnel? Ownership. Where is that coming from to play at such a high level each and every the last three years? You had a much better SAT, ACT score than I did because all I did was fill in all the above and everything. (laughs) That's what they told me to do. And I got like a six or something. But 
Uh, in this instance, I would tell you to blacken in the oval all of the above. It starts with ownership. With all these hires that are going on in the NFL, and we can sit and talk about it, it really starts with ownership. And, and Clark Hunt has made his own legacy. You know, his dad, so famous, and much of the part of the NFL, almost a lot of it, all of it, is due to what Lamar Hunt's vision was back, you know, 60-some years ago. But Clark has made his own legacy, and he did it by hiring Andy Reid. When he hired Andy Reid, he changed the entire configuration of this whole organization. Brett Veach, I said he's like a guy on a treadmill at 15.0 and just stays on it. These guys are, Remmers is a great example. They weren't satisfied with having uh, Fisher, a left tackle pro bowler, and Schwartz was a stud at right tackle. He said, I've got to figure out a way to get insurance. And we had guys opt out. We had Lucas Niang, one of our top draft picks, opt out this year. But he finds Remmers, and it saved the day. So it's Clark Hunt, the Hunt family. It is Veach. It's Veach's staff. It's Coach Reed. It's having, you know, this incredible quarterback who's surrounded by NASA scientists. <laughs> Mike Kafka, Eric Bieniemy, Joe Blaymeyer. I mean, it's, it's a perfect storm going on right now in the Chiefs' kingdom. Mitch, last question, and we'll, we'll get you out here. Appreciate some time. But, you know, you, if you rewind the clock to week uh, 12, 27-24, but it was such an odd football game, right? I mean, you did Hill with 200 receiving yards in the first quarter at 17 nothing before you can blink, uh, but it became a pretty close football game. Is there anything you can take? And I know regular season to postseason, especially Super Bowl, it's, it's apples and oranges, but is there anything you can take out of that previous matchup and apply to this game and what you expect to see? You have to attack the box, but you also have to respect their ability. Because some teams will be a takeaway team by scheme, some teams will be a takeaway team by the way they play, just kind of a nasty personality, and the Bucks are both. Guys, the Chiefs, are get, they're getting ready to blow that game open. It was 17 to nothing, and they're going in at the inside the 10, and there was a sack strip fumble of Mahomes, and Tampa Bay got the ball back. The Chiefs are always in control of that game, if you go back and really review the video, but the Chiefs were also on the cusp of blowing them out. But Tampa Bay didn't let them blow them out because one play, a sack strip fumble kind of changed the tenor of the game, at least made it competitive. And that's the way the Buccaneers have lived. I mean, you look at Murphy Bunning, three interceptions in three consecutive games. I mentioned Shaq Barrett. I mean, their ability, we saw them against Green Bay in what they can do. It's not only getting you off the field, they take the ball away. And so what did I take away from that first game is you have to attack this team, but be wary that this is a team that wants to uh, take your shoulder pads off and take the ball and uh, that's that's why they're in this game, quite honestly. Hey, Mitch, let's make this, make this an annual thing, right? Rock, I mean, and Crespin, you're your good luck charm. I mean, oh, that's right, Crespin's a Raider fan, so <laughs> I'm not, you know, uh, but we'll, we'll make an exception to the rule. But, hey, always a pleasure having Thank you, Mitch. E-M-A-W, big fella. E-M-A-W, buddy. But the thing is, we also had to get uh, – Security clearance on you last week with the Buffalo Bills with all that Bills blood you got in you. I know. We love the K-State Wildcats, but come on. They're going DNA check. Are you on with Minucci? I said, not until next week. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, bitch. (laughs) You bet, buddy. That's good stuff. Good stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at Mitch Holt. uh, Holt this, and that's H-O-L-T at at the uh, T-H-U-S. Yes, thank you. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, W-T-A-F, the voice of the Chiefs. We'll come back with more Rock and Minucci Crespin, Fox Sports 910. It's time! 
said 30 seconds. This is The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. You labeled Matt Stafford staff. CAZ Sports Bar inside Casino, Arizona. <laughs> and win your share of cash. That's Super Sunday with Fox Sports 910. 44 years ago today, 1977, the smash car wash came out. It was the number one hit on the pop singles chart. Great tune. Yep. Also on this day, as we do our revitalized weight loss on this day, we have uh, Super Bowl 1995, 26 years ago today, Super Bowl 29, as the 49ers beat the Chargers 49-26, to 26, making the 49ers' first team to win five Super Bowls. Steve Young uh, was the MVP. He threw for six touchdowns, breaking Joe Montana's record. So there you have. Niners have since lost that record to the Steelers and the Patriots, who, who have each won six Super Bowls. Cowboys also have five Super Bowl wins. Giants and Packers are next at four. Jerry Rice, hell of a day that day, didn't he? Every Super Bowl he played, and even, even, even in the one where the Raiders got blown out, he had a touchdown deep over the middle on a post route. You know, every, every time. Uh, I have a sports on this day, if you, if, if, if you got one, Rock. Uh, 1936, the first players elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame ever. Any idea who they are? Was that on your list? Uh, yeah, 85 I'm, I'm, years ago, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know I, I do this every day, I right? I know, I mean, but I don't want to start doing well, it. I know, where, I know where you... I, I mean, I, I know, know where you... Stay in your lane. Well, no, listen, stay in your lane. I know. Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth, yes. Otis Wagner, Christy Matheson, and Walter Johnson. Yeah. Are those right? Yes. Okay. Christy yeah. Matheson. I know where the material comes from on that. I thought I could add to it. because I appreciate that, but if we should we should probably have a I go to a different spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you right. think you'd go that far yeah. back, yeah. way back machine? But that's all right. Uh, do you have any? Cool, is there anyone else you want to add? Induction? No, I'll let you go ahead. Okay, no, I'm done with them. I mean, oh, okay. That, that was, oh, okay. That was, I only had three. That was, that was, my, was my last one. But gotcha. uh, that was, you know, I kind of get, you know, anyway. Yeah, and the way um, machine. <laughs> is your state that you're from more polite or more rude than the rest of uh, the country? As there was a survey. They polled the uh, polled over seventy five thousand Americans to find the rudest states according to people who live there, according to people that live there, and the five rudest. No surprise, New York, the Northeast, Manuch, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Detroit, New Massachusetts, Jersey. not Detroit, <laughs> Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, and surprisingly, Nevada. Really? Was number five. I could totally see I, that. I, I, Arizona's right in the middle. They were, well, not quite in the middle. They were 37. That's I, not good. And then when it comes to polite, Hawaii was number one, followed by Vermont, North Dakota, Montana, and South Dakota. I would think the folks uh, in the Midwest, you know, going back, to, I'd say the nicest folks in Manhattan, in Kansas. Uh, they said, hi, you'd walk by, hi, how are you? What's going on? Come back here. You got to you got to instigate conversation. You know? I overheard you uh, mention to Minuch Crespin that uh, you're looking forward to dinner. You got a nice tuna. Yeah, uh, I made a little, yeah. little, made a little yeah. tuna yeah, thing. Yeah. Well, there's two people in California uh, that are that just sued Subway, just sued Subway because they ran an independent lab test showing that there's no actual tuna in the tuna. Stop it. Yeah, uh, no tuna. Um, Subway, eat fresh. Yeah, it's yeah. real fresh. They didn't say what actually is the tuna. They just said that they 
that it's it's not tuned in. Now, Subway, of course, is saying the claims are false, but uh, we'll see. The well, people behind the lawsuit are hoping to to get a certified like, get certified as a class action. You ever see how they make the chicken nuggets for like McDonald's and so forth? I don't want to see. It's like a purple, like a pink see. paste of some mm-hmm. sort. Yeah. It's disgusting. Well, Rock broke down how they make the McRib. It's yeah, not like meat. It's just awful. a processed of something. Can't imagine. So it doesn't surprise if that's true. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's yeah. Cash was already on the way out when it came uh, before the pandemic. Now we ask questions like this: a Survey asked people, "When is the last time you remember using cash?" That's cash every day. And the most common answer is more than a month ago. Really? 32%, 14% said people use cash within the month, 27% within the last few weeks, 23% within the last few days. Now, this isn't surprising because it's a younger it's a younger generation. They're not using cash. And, and overall, 75% of people say that the pandemic has decreased how often they use cash. Well, if you're not out, you're not Buying things, right? right, right you know, right. you don't need to use cash. Yeah, you're, went to the ATM, went to the ATM, set out my forty dollars quick cash. I got my comb. I'm ready to party. Yeah, <laughs> forty <Dad>. bucks. <laughs> oh, that's the I, right. Well, that was the best. I got to tell you, when I was in college, it was called the Jubilee, and it was Bank One back then, right? And in, in Ohio, and I remember being able to take out twenty dollars. Oh, that you were set, and man. I was like, that that got me through the week. You sure. Know? Now, geez, I mean, there's there's no way. I mean, I, I I saw something that I, it kind of it's a good segue uh, right now if I can find it when it comes to a random fact of the day. Uh, but yeah, you know, with inflation, I didn't know this, but the value of a dollar is almost exactly half of what it was in 1990. So in other words, if you take uh, $200 today to buy what it cost a hundred dollars to buy back then wow it's it's inflated I had no that idea much. i didn't either it's it's amazing yet that's when you look at the gas prices always indication it was like 219 225 <laughs> but they were at ago. four dollars at one time at one time but well, I mean, now they're going to get up in, they're going to be up to 350 here in a couple weeks well back in 1990 thanks to the new administration back in 1990 you look at what happened it was like maybe a buck 50 buck 25 to now if you don't mind paying more right yeah, I mind paying more. Well, yeah. then why'd you vote for Biden? It's it's there's pros and cons as to oh, why. Yeah, tell me yeah. what the what, tell Number me what one, the cons we got, are. Tell no, me what the cons are. Well, there might be a couple of things here and there. There's going to give me change. one. Give there's me one. Change, uh, when, when it comes to the gas, because you said the, the pros and cons. Yeah, there's yeah, there's pros and cons. Oh, there is. I'm just glad we've got okay. some civility in the White because, House. I'm because we're gonna we're gonna that. we're gonna get the gas from somewhere else, right? We're not gonna use our own. Our own energy, we'll in our own country, fine. right? We'll we'll just be lose just, jobs. We'll be just fine. Okay, we'll, I hope. I hope. Hope you're right, Manuch. I, I, I would love to eat my words. I have faith I, six in our six months from now. Like Manuch, you're right. I'm sorry. I've been bashing you about voting for Biden, and 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 how, you know, and say, man, there's so many great things we, that I have. I just know right now with the five thousand executive orders that he's, you know, that he's signed. five thousand and one. And why is it that you got to use a different pen each time? Because he gives them away. Those pens. Who, are what away. would you do with that pen? Because people, what do you need that pen for? People go, wow, I got a pen from the president. Really? I hold on to that. that oh, they go yeah. Valuable. You Come put, on. Hey. You know, it's like he gets his stupid pen and you go, oh, he's got to put it in. I mean, every president does it. I just never understood what you get to do with the pen. you got to put your faith in the system. I never see one on president. eBay. I never see one on eBay. Hey, buy the presidential pen for executive order blank. Yeah. Or he signed this blank. Why just would because, you put it on no, eBay? Because, just because Trump put stuff on eBay, he should, be, he should put stuff on eBay. So it's nothing to do with he's Trump. like, give I, it did away. Did I bring up Trump's name in any way no, just now? No, no. It said nothing to do with Donald but Trump. But Trump told people to put stuff on eBay when he signed Oh, he did do that. Remember that? Yeah. Now you can go put it on eBay now. Shoot, I would too. Why not? I got a lot of 
stuff I'd put we'll on eBay. It's, just it's capitalism. It'll make money. Why not have put stuff out there? I can make some money. You have just put a bet on there. Have a faith brand in new the bet. System. Don't worry about your president. Have faith in your system. It'll all be good. Oh, the system. It's the president. I think Biden. I'd love to have a beer with him. It's it's the, it's the system I'm concerned it's, about. It, it's going to be fine. We'll I be hope fine. you're right. I it's just you got to be concerned a little faith. bit right now. No, I'm not. I'm not concerned at all. You're not. Not at all. You're, you're sleeping all right. Absolutely, I sleep good at night. Take a little CBD oil. Me Bang. too. Well, so out. you need something to sleep. No, I just take. Well, the, obviously, you, you're not sleeping well, so you have to take no, something. No, for my to aches sleep. and pains, so I don't have aches and pains. Your aches and pains are realizing where where this administration <laughs> no. is taking you, and that you just pay three dollars and fifty cents for gas. I just have to work harder, I guess. Well, I'm not paying you more, so you know <laughs> I have to get that ain't going to happen. Fifth or sixth, train job. more kids. I will. I'll be. I'll be training them hard. Then hey, some. listen for the sounder. I think it's coming up for your chance to win a $300 gift card to Masters, thanks to Legacy Sports USA. Also, a swag bag from them. It's just got to predict the score, the total score, and who's going to win the big game. Speaking of big game, we'll be out at Casino Arizona and talk to Sick Resort next Sunday. Coming up, hour number two. We're out here, right, Toyota. We won't go wrong. From a dream comes a legacy. Legacy Sports USA, a privately owned 320-acre multi-use family sports and entertainment company. Collection and always right on the price. Right Toyota, 77th Street and Frank Lloyd Wright Boulevard in Scottsdale. And online at rightToyota.com. Phoenix Suns. Nice W last night over the Warriors. Booker was out. Payne was out. Dario, three uh, three players that contribute quite a bit, were out. Hopefully that uh, will change as they uh, head over to Dallas for a back-to-back and then New Orleans as uh, the Golden State Warriors came in as a, a team that played the night before, like the Suns, but on the road, or excuse me, at home, so they had to travel to, to Phoenix. Uh, I heard Steve Kerr mention uh, in the post game uh, that they were uh, they were much more desperate. Meaning sure. the Suns were a more desperate team, and it showed. It looked like you talked about it, Manucha. They they showed a little bit more energy for four quarters. Yeah, and that's that's the one thing I think was probably the emphasis from Monty Williams. You know, the night before in losing the game prior to is that hey, look, we got to learn how to close. We have to close. We got to win. Desperation, urgency. Um, energy, you know, for the full four quarters. And I think that's – we have seven guys in double figures. Seven, yeah. Yeah, seven guys in, in double figures. You're watching Nader and, and Comiskey come out and, and pick up the team and Nader. keep the team going down, uh, up and down the court. That's the thing I noticed is there's no letdown, per se, especially with the guys coming, just, coming another, in. It was another example of the depth on this team, which I think is another difference from last year as we continue to look at this team and pray that it doesn't fall into the traps of last year, which I still I, I, I continue to tell you it's not going to. But when you don't have Sarge, you don't have Booker, uh, Cameron Payne also not playing yesterday, and you have seven guys that still land in double figures, starting, you know, lead, led by Mikel Bridges, that's, that's a good sign. That's a, that's a team. You know what I mean? That's that's a that's a constructed basketball team. Something you didn't see a whole hell of a lot last year. So seven guys in double figures. It, it was it was it was good to see. That was that was a quality game, a good bounce back game. Coach talked about after the game. Anytime we touch the paint, our efficiency goes through the roof, and that, that showed. Thirty four assists, fifty two points in the paint, and the team was like we just talked about. Looked faster. Well, I think that that was the emphasis. You know, it was just going down, Push. Low, going to the rim. You know, pushing it. You know, taking. Taking this team down low, and and again, guys, 
you know, when you have a team, to your point, Rock, that, you know, they played the night before, they probably got in late, they're probably not, you know, they're probably 70%, 80%. Take advantage of that. You know, blow them out. They come into your house, they're tired, just go take care of business. Kaminsky, man. On. What a rebounding a rebounding guru. <laughs> How about a shooter from the outside? Man, what a, he had a, 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 a sun high for him, you know, I think he had 12 hey. points and 12, 13 boards. I mean, yeah. the guy the guy was playing pretty good. Milwaukee's yeah. loss is our game. I love what Coach said there because if you if you look at the numbers from back-to-back nights, it's a good represent, representation of it. The Suns hit a lot of threes in the first quarter against the Thunder two nights ago and fell in love with it. They wound up shooting 43 on the night, only hitting 15 of them. Last night, they only shot 32. So, you know, fine. You don't. I know where the NBA has gone. Those numbers still blow my mind, by the way. They attempted 43 three-pointers two nights ago and 32 last night. It's still insane. Um, but you don't, you don't fall in love with the three. You're going to end up having nights where you're inconsistent like they were against the Thunder. When it's there, take it. When it's there within the rhythm of the offense, take it. Um, when it's not there, don't force it. Don't fall in love with it. Um, and, and the Suns two nights ago did. Last night, I thought it was a much better balance. I just, I still like to see D.A., DeAndre Ayton, just step it up a little bit. I mean, I know he didn't score a lot of points, but he did contribute quite a sure. bit when it comes to boards. 13 boards, yeah. But, you know, he just seems like he's just not part of it, this offense completely. I don't know why. I think he – I guess I, I, I just I, – I guess I'm still waiting and hoping that all of a sudden he is just going to go through this little run of, you know, uh, six to ten games where he scores 25 points, ten boards – Five assists, something along those lines, and makes a, a major contribution. Do you think we'll see a day where their offense goes in, through him, in, through him, in, inside and no, outside? No, you'll never see a, an NBA team again, in in my opinion, that where it's going to go 100 percent through him, like the old, uh, you know, Shaq, not 100 percent, a little bit more, no. more so than no, it is. You know, he, he's been a focal point in the offense more, much more so recently. Uh, just go, just go look at his game logs from the last week and a half. You know, he had a handful of games, uh, three, as a matter of fact, that really stood out. Uh, what do you have, 27, 26 and 17 boards, and follow that up with another 20 and 15. And, you know, it's, he's, he, it's, it's been there. It's been much better. Like, he's, I can't complain about what we've gotten out of him over the course of the last week and a half or so. Um, obviously, only time will tell if that becomes a long-term deal. But, yeah, I mean, he had the 26 and 17 against the Rockets. He had the 27, followed that up with 27 and 13 against Denver in the first overtime loss. He had 17 and 13 in the second overtime loss, fouled out late. Really wish he would have fouled in the regulation to end that game, and it would have never even gotten to overtime, and the Suns would have won that ball game. But, um, the hell of a shot. He's, by the he's way. had a, yeah, it was. Maybe travel, but, you know, still a heck of a shot. He's had a heck of, you know, last two weeks been pretty solid. Like, I can't get on DeAndre Ayton over the course of the last Well, we're not getting on him. I'm just saying do we get, where they get. We just want more. Yeah, I guess. It'll come. Yeah, I, I think that that will. I'm just thinking that they, get, they get more majority right now. in you, and out you, of him. You've seen it the last two weeks. Like, yeah. it's it's hard to get on his case the last two weeks. He's been pl- His aggressiveness, forget the numbers. Yeah. Even the five points against OKC, like, forget the numbers. Just Just watch. Watch where he's at, especially on the defensive side of the floor. How quickly is he helping out? You know, and when 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 he's involved in more the, decisiveness, in pick and roll. Yeah. When he, when there's when there's an opportunity for him with help side, you know, help defense on the backside. How quickly is he getting there? His understanding of it all, the effort level. You know, offensively, is he taking it to the rim or is he settling for that little step back that he the, he falls in love with at times? You know, that, those are the things to watch for. Forget the numbers. He's going to walk out on the floor, and with his size, he's going to end up getting. 15 and 12, you know, 14 and 10, just because of his size. 
Watch how it happens. I, I, where's the, is, is the aggressiveness there? That's going to make the difference. And then there's a lot of little things that DeAndre, that Devin Booker has sat down with him, and Booker's talked about this in the post-game interviews as well, and just asked him to do offensively that's going to open up the floor for other players. You're seeing that. He's had a good two-week stretch. He really has. And, and I think one of the things we got to remember is you know, when Amari Stoudemire came in, it took him, what, a good three years before he developed Phil Weber used to talk about it all the time. Oh, he, was, he was rookie of the year, Manu. No, I know that, but I mean, as far as developing his whole game, you know, the, the outside shot. We talked about how Phil Weber came on our show, former assistant coach, Mike Dan. His mid range jumper. Yeah, the, he talked about we didn't really feel that he really became that complete guy until it was really his fourth year with the mid range, the turnaround, because you're a lot of, you went to the rim. The aggressiveness, he said, is there. Yes. That was it. That well, was aggressiveness there. But as far as developing his entire game, did we feel comfortable with that? Okay. Uh, we're, we can go in, go down to Amari, and he can kick it back out, or Steve Nash can create the uh, pick and roll and not worry about it, and he would have that complete game. So sometimes I think about what Phil told us over the, those several years of Mike D'Antoni, and sometimes we forget some of the you know, best centers we've had have come down, or fours, or power forward. He was a power forward. Yeah. Um, we got to remember some of that development, and it just didn't come overnight. It was, but it, they're they're significantly different players. But I get what you're trying to say. Yeah, but I mean, the, the development is, piece. The difference is Amari didn't have to turn the switch on; it was there. He was he exactly. was he was yeah. going to punch on you from his rookie exactly. year all the way through if he could until the microfracture surgery. Uh, this that's the switch you're trying to get from from Da. But um, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not giving him any kind of grief over the course of the last two weeks. It's it's been there. Uh, this this weekend's going to be telling. It, it's for nice the to see so. the last two weeks that it's he's been there. turning the corner the last two three yeah. weeks and now to rock's point can we can we see that consistency moving forward that we don't see a lull you know as he's growing as he's making turning that corner developing and moving forward i think that's but when you have you know, a bench that can pick you up and you have that kind of urgency and that kind of um you know physicality that he has i think those are some of the things we want to see on a consistent basis i mean that's that's obvious that's that's what you know we've been talking about now for how long with him but um you know this is an important i think important stretch here for the suns you can you can make up a little bit of ground if you can handle business on this on this road trip two against the mavericks one against the pelicans hopefully you get uh you know devin booker back into the fray uh with the hamstring you never know but uh, that was a big win for the Suns last night, 114-93 over Golden State. It was it was much needed. You know, you had lost three straight. You had lost five of six. Uh, though they were close, you struggled to close out ball games. They, they played well all the way through last night. Good win for the Phoenix Suns. They needed it, that's for sure. And Stop the bleeding before you hit the road. And to your point, I think the solace you take in those close games and taking a team back-to-back nights to overtime and then take care of business gives you hope that they, they know how to win and they can take this and build on it now. Just understand what you need to do. Well, that was a big win for the Suns because they needed it. Absolutely. Last night for the Coyotes, same thing with their win over Anaheim. They absolutely dominated the second period. It was unbelievable. They have allowed, this is an incredible stat, the Yotes have allowed just three shots combined during the second period in the past two games. Think about that. That's amazing. That That is an amazing stat. Three shots? Yeah. Two periods? Go Come deep. On. How about that? Christian Fisher, the right winger from Chicago, is going to join us next as we uh, catch up with him and talk about uh, last night's game as well as look ahead to St. Louis and uh, what he's going to do with a little time off. And we'll get his prediction for the big game as well. It's Rocket Manucci Crestman from Wright's Wheel and Fox Sports 910, the home of the Arizona Coyotes. 
What's trending on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix? Christian Dvorak scored twice, including the go-ahead Gino late in the third as the Coyotes clipped the Ducks 3-2 in Glendale. Sports Bar inside Casino, Arizona, and win your share of cash. That's Super Sunday with Fox Sports 910. For uh, an unnamed friend who just texted me and said, uh, what a horse, blank, blank, blank. Your appendix weighed 10 pounds by itself, I'm ah, sure. Oh, <laughs> Thank wow. you, buddy. Yeah, love you man, too, man. Who All was, right, whatever. Who was, Shots continue to happen. Rob Lamar. Oh, I didn't need his last name. Well, I do. Why not? <laughs> why not? Why oh, not? Yeah. My guy, Bob. He's yeah. all right. He sleeps on the right side. He gets it. <laughs> um... A new survey of millennial moms found the average sink has five dirty dishes in it. That's about right. At yeah, my house, they it's go around right. the dishwasher. Yeah. Sink. It would be dishwasher. nice if you said that would be nice. Thank you and helped me with the dishes. Fine. I'll help you do the dishes. Oh, come on. You know what? No. That's, see, that's not what I want. You just said that you want me to help you do the dishes. I want you to want to do the dishes. Why would I want to do dishes? It's a great movie. That scene up. That's is hilarious. about as perfect of a breakup scene <laughs> in movie <laughs> history. It is. It totally is. She always tells totally you what you is. don't want to hear. Um, disclaimer, do we play it, Alex? Yep. Okay. The views and opinions expressed by various hosts, guests, or callers with Rock, Rock. and the Nooch are not to be considered endorsed or reflect the opinions of the owners of Fox Sports 910, iHeartRadio, or anyone that's even associated with this radio station in any way possible. Rock and the Nooch broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hope that they'll be entertaining to the audience. Listeners are urged to use their own judgment to draw their own conclusions. Ownership of this radio station does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information aired on Rock and Manooch. All information, products, and services are provided solely for entertainment and enjoyment. Finally, we encourage the importance of keeping an open mind and not construing the stories, facts, or services as factual. In other words, Rock and Manooch wants you to relax and enjoy the ride. There, now we can do what we want. Okay. If Alex is saying yes on the disclaimer. We're okay. So how do you define a hero? And, and, and does this count? A 24-year-old guy in Shiflok, Sl- Slovakia. Slovakia. Slovakia, thank you, walked into a gas station on Tuesday and tried to rob the place. He took the money from the register, punched the employee, threatened to kill him. Then he walked to the uh, to the office in the back and tried to open up the safe. Now it's not clear if he got the safe open or not. Doesn't matter. But but it was while it was a while before the cops got there, so he could have been he could have gotten away, you know, sure if he wanted to. Yeah. Scot free. But during all this, a 36 year old woman walked into the store and decided. To distract him until the cops got there by offering him oral favors. She started servicing him in the back of the office while one of the workers called the police. And uh, police came. He was still half naked. And um, he got taken away. Not all heroes wear capes. That's her. She did her civil duty. Right, so she's really. a hero, Manich? She's a damn hero, absolutely. We have a woman that's, that's here right to her laughing right now, so that's good. She, she basically did what a hero act. 
for her. So they're not releasing her name. But supposedly over there, she's she's a hero. She's taking one for the team. Exactly right. Some things you have to do. Is that the craziest story ever? Amazing. It sounds made up. No. But it's but you you couldn't make something up like that. Who would have made that up? That's the other. Yeah. You know. uh, no, that's pretty good. Yeah, good for Ryan Carey going. And, yeah, and this guy this guy didn't think this just must must happen to him all the time that he didn't think something was up. Right. Sure. He walks into the gas but station and if that's, you're robbing. It's the last thing on your mind. Absolutely. Oh, and by the what way, does this woman say? Hey, excuse me, sir. <laughs> really? Oh, the conversation. He's goes. like, how did that go? He's like, I hit the jackpot. I got yeah. all this money. Imagine if imagine if they finished before the cops came. And she did all that for nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, it was the, it that's where you took it too far. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah Alex, yeah. Uh, too far. No, there. no, it's yeah. not too far. Yeah, I can Time take for it too a far. random fact of the day. You got a couple of them. If you're over forty-five, the world population has doubled in your lifetime. Really? Wow. With inflation, the value of the dollar is almost exactly half of what it was in 1990. So, in other words, if it takes $200 today to buy what it cost $100 back then. That's incredible. That is that, incredible. That is amazing. Because that's within my lifetime. That's a lifetime. big number. That's, that's a, a big, number. big number. And last one, T.O. is the only player in NFL history who scored a touchdown against all 32 teams. In fact, he scored at least two touchdowns against all of them during his career as a wide receiver with five different teams. Well, hell, he played for it's all thirty-two hell of a, teams, didn't he? It's a hell of a stat. Dude. By the time so, he was done, yeah. So it led me to a couple drops. I was like, okay, let me find some sound. I love Tio, uh, but you gotta love his agent, Rosenhaus. I would like to also add there have been erroneous reports <laughs> about my relationship with Terrell. People questioning my loyalty to him that is absurd i love this man i am behind him hundred and ten percent i will do everything that i can possibly do to back him and support him to see what's right which is for him to play football for the fans for the people in the city for his teammates for the coaches they deserve that they deserve to have this man on the team i am behind him and i will always be behind him way to go rose you know, T.O. says uh, he had to sign a, se- a a secret waiver to to the Eagles. If you remember, the Eagles, from the Eagles, he got hurt. Super and he had to sign yeah. the this, this secret waiver so he wouldn't, uh, you know, get injured during the playoffs and then they would be liable and all this other BS. I feel like I'm being ultimately I'm being disrespected because everybody's saying I'm not putting the team first. Dude, I, I rehabbed my butt off for six and a half, seven weeks wow. for the team. Nobody knows that I had to sign a a secret waiver to release them from any liability in case I got hurt in that game. Had I gotten hurt any further and my career was ended, guess what? I wouldn't even be an Eagle right now. That's what people don't understand. I put my life on the line. He's talking about the Super Bowl. Yeah. He had the broken leg, and he played in the Super Bowl. Played the Super Bowl. Yep. Made it. Yeah. He's. I love him. I love his, his. Some of the lines, man. I love me some me. Get your popcorn ready. Popcorn ready. Amazing! Very I love him. Signing the football. I love I mean, you. You missed him. That's back in 2005. We had him on a couple of years, about three years ago. We had him on the show. He's promoting something. He was out there. He's still talking about. Well, there's if there's an opportunity for him to the play co- the quarterback press conference. That's my quarterback. quarterback. Talking about Tony Romo to I love me. Some we need it. We need it. <laughs> He's the hey, best. And next week, uh, well, I'm sure you'll have him on Minutes. I'm gonna next try. Week, uh, Donovan McNabb will be on. I'm sure. And I love to just take. Go down memory lane with him. Just tell I some have. Geo what, stories. What Donovan would say. I would love it. They're not great. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> you know, get him a nice. Uh, hey, man, I want to talk about T.O. Oh, couple, a couple crowns and, and get get it going in Donovan and say, hey, come tell us a T.O. story or two. Hour number three is coming up from Wright Toyota. It's Rockman and Crestman. Start with number one, stay with number one, because at Wright Toyota, putting you first has put them first. Rock once again. Had a great impact on this organization, a great impact on a lot of people, a great impact on this team. We look forward to the opportunity to spend more time with them here this spring once we get started. We have zero interest in trading the player. We have a great plan, a great vision for, for him and for this team and his role on our team, and we look forward to the opportunity to spend more time with him here this spring. Deshaun Watson's a Houston Texan. I want him to be a Houston Texan, and the reason I'm in this position today is because I knew he's going to be a Houston Texan. That's Nick Casario from the Houston Texans, GM. That is uh, new head coach David Coley on the backside of that clip there at their press conference introducing the new head coach today. Um, saying all the right things. Zero interest in Ed, trading him. Right on script. Listen, he said right he had, on script. He's coming to Arizona. <laughs> of course they have zero interest in trading him. It doesn't yeah. mean they, they, they won't have to trade him or get to a point where it's best for both parties to trade him, as I was mentioning in the previous segment. The whole Arizona thing, if you're just joining us, um, to me, and I got into it earlier, is is it's fun to speculate, right? That's what we do in sports radio. We speculate. We talk about the what-ifs at times. That's all this is. It's a what-if. Do the Cardinals have a package they could send to the Texans that would be intriguing? Sure, you send... You know, Kyler Murray and a pick, that's more than what a lot of teams are able to send. You know, but if you look at where the Cardinals are at right now, where they're, what the makeup of this team looks like, when we're trying to get creative here in a, in a, a season in which you still don't know what the salary cap is even going to be, you know that the floor is 175, but the expected before COVID hit was that it's going to be 220. You don't know where you're going to live. Right now, you're struggling to even re-sign your own players from last year. Let yet alone talk about bringing in a forty million dollar quarterback. Yeah. It, to yeah. me, there's absolutely zero reason to even entertain the idea of the Arizona Cardinals bringing in Deshaun Watson. It would be irresponsible of Steve Kime and the Cardinals to do so in terms of fielding a quality football team going forward. That's right there. You okay? Bring this high price QB and franchise guy. Great. Okay, you got a you got a you got a a guy that's uh, Mario Andretti that can drive this car. But what kind of car do you have to drive? You can't get it. You can't get it to cross the finish line because there's nothing in it. Just look at the Houston Texans from this year. They Deshaun Watson had a career Phenomenal season. Year. They won four football games. Right now, the Arizona Cardinals have a better roster. Yes, but I, you have to emphasize right now because if you do something crazy like that and bring in a forty million dollar a year quarterback, you don't even have to sit down with Patrick Peterson to see if you can resign him because the answer is you can't. You don't even have to sit down with Hassan Reddick to see if you can resign him because the answer is you can't. And after you gave Buddha his contract and and Desha- and uh, 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 Hopkins his contract. That means you wouldn't even be able to sit down at the negotiating table next season with Chandler Jones because you can't. So it's it's I, the the turn the way I put it earlier in the show was it's kind of like Marty in Back to the Future when he's looking at the picture and his family's disappearing. You bring in Deshaun Watson and that's what the roster is going to start doing with the Arizona Cardinals. It's just it would be irresponsible to do something like that. Is it fun to talk about? Yes. Is it oh. fun to speculate about? Yes. Is Deshaun Watson a better quarterback than than Kyler Murray? Yes. 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 Yeah. That, that, you check but the it boxes. just doesn't work, yeah. and it would be irresponsible. It's ridiculous to even entertain the idea. And, and you wonder if this nonsense and this noise is, gets to Kyler. And, you know, he could fall back on baseball if he wants. 
if, if a trade, say, would go through and he doesn't want to go to Houston, I bet he would go to Houston and have no problem going back to Texas. I think it's you just have to ignore the noise. You just it, It's the business side. And, it is. And, and that's the whole thing. And, and he knows. Hey, all does I, he? I mean, well, he listen, struggled sure. when he lost a game. Well, that's, and, I mean, yeah, but that's I, just his demeanor. Guys. And it's talking heads like us that are putting this out there right yeah, now. So it's true. not like somebody in the organization. Like there's a report from Schefter saying, oh, Cardinals called to inquire. You know, none, nothing like that is out there. So there's no reason for him to get upset. I'll tell you this, though. In the NFC West, it is going to get interesting because I truly believe, and this is what I was talking about when we were going to break, I really believe one of the two headline quarterbacks that we've been discussing the last week and a half is going to find their way to the NFC West. And I just told you all the reasons as why. In, as in one particular team? Yes. And and, and, and I, for all the reasons I just told you, Cardinal fans, it ain't you. So sit down for a second. You don't think they're, you know, our sister station up Seattle's talking about let's get rid of Russell. Yeah, no, that's not, that's not what happened no, no, which, or, or, which means we're down to two. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> we're down to two. Not going to get rid of Murray. There were rumors that there's a quarterback competition and open competition is what this what the story was he'd be great in, in la in la yeah, between yeah. goff and wolford that was ridiculous yeah. as well cast aside don't forget bryce story. perkins either now doggone it and bryce perkins and bryce oh, per- yeah, thank you. you're welcome thank you. appreciate that but the team to watch for is the san francisco 49ers like i for some reason my gut tells me one of these two quarterbacks is going to land with the san francisco 49ers and they are going to be a juggernaut for a couple of seasons and the reason i think it works is because the 49ers are in the exact opposite spot the Arizona Cardinals are right now. You've heard me talk about their cap space, guys, and I keep telling you how they got the team-friendly quarterback deal, so that means you can spend on Hopkins and you can you can spend on on Buddha's contract and you know you got Chandler on the big contract and it's okay because you got the quarterback on the team-friendly deal. The 49ers are the exact opposite right now. They've got the big quarterback contract and they've got the Nick Bosa's of the world and so forth around them on on team-friendly rookie deals right now, which allows them to spend at that position. Mm-hmm. The good thing for the 49ers is they can get the hell out of the Jimmy G contract with only a million and some change in a cap hit. It is not an issue at all. They could flat-out cut his ass if they wanted to, let alone trade him. I think the 49ers are going to go hard in this. Uh, I think the 49ers throw out Jimmy G, their first-round pick, and they go hard at either Detroit or Houston and try to make it work. And I'll tell you this, they get either one of those quarterbacks. Either one. And they're my favorite to win this division next year. And the other that is a good football team that will be healthy yeah. again yeah. And, and have the quarterback position, their only true question mark, figured out. That'll be a team you don't want to deal with. I think the 49ers go hard at, bo- at both of those quarterbacks. Yeah, you imagine that. You get either one of them. Uh, and the other, thing, the other one I think of, too, as far as a potential Watson place is, is New England with the, with the Patriots. I don't know what they're going to do with their scenario. They'll probably bring... If they don't get the guy that they want, whether it be in the draft or a trade like this magnitude and give up the assets, that they'd probably bring Cam Newton back in another year yearly contract if they want to go down that road. But, uh, yeah, I think I look at New England. But you go to San Francisco, who toward the end of the year played fairly well, uh, you know, with, with the, the JV team, all the people, all the injuries that they had. And then you maybe send a, a Garoppolo, maybe you send him back to New England. Maybe there's a trade there. But to your Jimmy point there, I thought Cam, Cam Newton's basically – Going to well, Cincinnati? No, it hasn't been. It's a, nothing's finalized. He can go wherever. Pretty close. He's free agent. He can go. But yeah. what I'm thinking is, if there's nothing there, they can't make anything happen. They'd be New England. That they may bring him back if he's a last resort kind of guy. But I, I think that'd be. Can you imagine that, Sean? In, it makes uh, sense. In San Francisco, it makes sense. If with it's a not, decent if it's, group around but him, even, it doesn't even have to be Deshaun. I mean, you can give me Stafford. Stafford. Sure. 
Stafford is one. He's a hell of a quarterback, man. I like like people just sleep on um, all the time. I take Jimmy G and the twelfth overall pick that the Forty ers have. Uh, maybe a first next year, maybe a second next year, whatever it turns out to be. I package something, but I go hard if I'm the Forty ers because I think you have a window to win a Super Bowl right now, and your biggest issue is the quarterback position. You know you're going to be able to run the ball in Shanahan's offense. You give me somebody that can sling it yeah. too. I, I mean, that is just. That that is a scary thought if you're a Cardinal fan or anybody else in the division because when that team is healthy, I think they might be one of the best, if not the best, roster in the division to begin with. And you put the quarterback on the roster now. It's now it's time. Now it's getting fun. Now it's getting fun at that point. And and a guy like Matthew Stafford would be reinvigorated to have that kind of a team around. He's be reinvigorated wherever he goes. Yeah, I, I think you know? that we could really see how he could really help a team. You know, not get him to the playoffs, but maybe an AFC, an NFC championship or whatever that is. And then uh, I, I think, you know, when you talk about the uh, the Rams, that's interesting for McVay to say that because Goff's getting paid, what, 25 to $28 million per year. I don't think he's going anywhere. As far as I'm concerned, Goff's the quarterback, you know, for that team. Do they have the assets to trade him out or whatever from that standpoint? And would a Stafford go there? Would a Watson go there? I just think that. You know that for a, for a fact in his terms of his deal? Because I'm looking it up right now. Jared Goff is a $27 million Cap hit uh, next year. So I don't think thirty. Actually, take back thirty-four cap number. Twenty-seven is guaranteed. So that would be a big dead money hit too. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, twenty-five to twenty-seven million bucks. He's not going anywhere. He's the guy. Super Bowl's largest wager has come in. We're going to talk about that as well as some of the props. Scott Spritzer from DocSports.com will jump on with us next. It's Rocket Manuch with Crespin, Fox Sports nine ten. Behold, here's what's trending on Fox Sports 910, Phoenix. After their victory over the Ducks last night, Coyotes defenseman Jordan Osterley says it was nice to get a win. All the division games, so 